0: Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives Podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOEFM FM, with live stream on communityradio.ca Every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today, I'm very pleased to be with Beverly Stickley, a woman's empowerment coach healer practitioner and author of the bestseller love me love me not and so much more welcome very much beverly hi thank you so much it's really great to be here with you today christina dr christina just call me christina i'm fine with that christina. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay beverly now I always ask the question in the beginning, how did you become the person who you are today? I know you had a long journey in the healing process pro- profession. If you don't mind, just share that so our listeners can get an idea how you developed from being more in the scientific area to being more in the, what I would call, alternative scene.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I worked as an emerge nurse and... Um, I had done medevacs and worked in eMERGE for 10 years, and I was starting to hit a wall. I'd seen a lot of traumatic things happen. Um, They were starting to really affect me. Uh, I started to have uh, panic attacks, Mm full-blown panic attacks, where I went from being a medevac nurse flying all the time to not being able to get on an airplane. Um, Everything became like... uh, very stressful for me. I was trying to figure it out in my head what was going on. Mm -hmm. I was always connecting with uh, what should I do next. Like it was very, like everything was very above the shoulders
0: for me. Very stressful, head-centered and and all scientific kind of, it was all procedures to follow.
1: Yes, I was Mm -hmm. very organized, had to be, everything had to be done in a certain way. Mm. And, um, I felt like I was losing control mm-hmm. of, of trying to control everything. Mm. So with the um, trauma coming into the eMERGE room, things like uh, in a small community, people that you knew, mm. um, uh, people were coming in, harming themselves, and then accidents were occurring. And mm-hmm. it was just like things kept piling up piling up i was trying to control things and i could feel things slipping away little by little i felt like i'm I'm losing control here i'm no longer in control and that was a very scary thing for Mm. me and then uh with the panic attack starting Mm. on uh the medevacs then i realized i had lost control Mm
0: -hmm. so what do you think happened is that the energy of those people really affected you you couldn't guard yourself against it um, yes. It, I mean, it was trying
1: to uh, be in that high-stress, high-adrenaline situation where you wanted to uh, save people, yep. where you wanted the best for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember just as a, a very small little child mm-hmm. wanting to look after everybody, wanting mm-hmm. to make sure everybody was happy, wanting to make sure that everybody was um playing together and happy and like everybody was just content life was good like it was just mm-hmm. that wasn't that wasn't my reality it was like i felt like i wanted to shift everybody's life into this mm-hmm. wonderful place but it's like i couldn't get there and i couldn't bring everybody else there with
0: me mm. so that that must have been stressful frustrating and and upsetting yes mm.
1: yeah so it was that i had to kind of take a Uh, Step back to find out why uh, the perceptions were bringing me to uh, these panic controls. I I got a book. I said I have to figure it out. In my head, I was still in my head trying Uh to figure out what was going on. Uh And it was very much because of perception.
0: Uh And it
1: was very much because I wasn't going down into uh, the rest of my body. Uh And anybody uh, that is into holistic healing... Um, realizes that you have seven main energy centers in your body and Uh this the root chakra that your tailbone and Uh and to be connected with Mother Earth and be grounded is where you feel safe so I wasn't even uh, below my shoulders like I was Uh just living in my head up. so to connect with my body and to connect with all the other energy centers and to bring myself to a
0: place of Feeling safety and security and connecting with my heart, especially. Yeah, that's looking um, back. So tell me what, what really happened. You had panic attacks, and I know how they feel. They are awful. I had them myself at some point. And how did you transition from being all head-centered scientific to the more feeling energetic part of being that you are more or less now?
1: Well, it, it first started with knowledge, Mm-hmm. I started reading. I started wanting to know what was going on with Any my mind. Any book that comes
0: to mind that really impressed
1: you? Um, I did have a book about panic, but I don't remember the author. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a book uh, by Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. um, Healthy, the health and wellness book, mm-hmm. um, that really mm. showed me that the health of your body is controlled by your mind.
0: And vice versa. Wonderful. I love it. Yeah, Yeah. I love Deepak Chopra. He's a a great guy.
1: So that was a very powerful beginning Mm -hmm. for me to read those books. And then, of course, I I got into alternative health Mm -hmm. through studying acupuncture. So Mm -hmm. I became familiar with um, the energy channels in your body. Mm -hmm. And acupuncture not only treats um, physical ailments, but it also treats Mental, uh, emotional, and spiritual yes. points for all those. Mm-hmm. so that became very powerful me for me to get into mm-hmm. acupuncture and yes. do acupuncture for people.
0: And how and did you progress because it it is really you 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 bring a whole host of skills to the table really in all areas and that is quite interesting and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I I read here that you're a Reiki master too and and what what took you from being acupuncturist Reiki master and nurse to now calling yourself a Theta Healer practitioner?
1: Yeah, well I kind of look back towards my life and I see body, mind and spirit and with my Mm. nursing I feel like I was in the body and then I had a psychology degree, which was about the mind, but I got more into the spiritual side of things. So as I progressed with energy healing uh, with the acupuncture, um, I started to become interested in uh, Reiki, Mm -hmm. which is the hands-on energy shifting, channeling energy from the universe Mm -hmm. uh, through your hands uh, to other people's energy centers. To allow them to balance out their energy in their body, because where energy doesn't flow is where disease starts. Mm-hmm. So then, um, in doing my Reiki and doing my Reiki Master courses, I was all kind of happening at the same time. Um, I started w- wanting to share that information with people, like how energy—we are all energy. Energy is everywhere, and how our mind. Is our uh, is affecting our body, but uh-huh. also how we're vibrating and then we're sending out a frequency. Uh-huh. So I got into the higher consciousness coaching uh, uh-huh. courses. So it just became a, a, a. It was just like I found I found home. Uh-huh. I got into more and more um, spiritual courses. How to coach people from a spiritual aspect um, then I got into when your energy is um, opened up when you get attunement um, your frequency is more open to connecting with universal energy then I got into looking at how our outer reality flex reflects what our inner subconscious beliefs are
0: mm-hmm.
1: and with the theta healing um, it was looking at where our subconscious beliefs were stored and the subconscious beliefs created the outer reality. Uh-huh. So you kept attracting those things into your life. So there's a, there was a way to shift that um, by connecting with somebody, muscle testing if they have a certain uh-huh. belief in their subconscious. They may say consciously, no, I love myself. But if there's ways of muscle testing um, interlinking your forefinger and your thumb with the other forefinger and thumb and just gently pulling and getting it um, to a place where you're saying your name so that you have yes, 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 and then pulling again and saying uh, something like, I live in Australia, and then it'll, it'll break, the link a break between mm-hmm. your two fingers because it's a false, it's a no. Mm-hmm. So there's ways of checking underlying subconscious beliefs. Because mm-hmm. if you keep attracting certain things into your life or the person that treats you wrong, then you, there's ways of checking do uh, you know, I respect myself? And if that's coming out, that muscle testing is showing you no, you don't, then there's ways of having tools to empower yourself and steps to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also ways to shift that belief within yourself, declare the belief um, that you're not worthy or you're not enough. And to there's ways to download into your subconscious. Um, I am loving, or I am lovable, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I am confident. So it brings it to a whole different realm of energy healing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very powerful. But it's everything is done with um, someone else's permission. Of course, of connecting with their energy field, and it's done for their highest good. They're the ones that are deciding if they're ready to make that shift.
0: Mm, cool. That's always the most important. You 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 don't can you can't force anybody to take that on. If somebody's not ready, they won't go that way. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And somebody that is not aware of their own energy. Like many people are still head centered uh, working in head centered professions and deny that even such energies exist which I I disagree with myself because I'm on a similar path as you were. And uh, many people actually do nowadays, which I think is is nice. And you used the wonderful word progressing, and I really think we need to progress that way. Now, what what do you say to somebody that's all head-centered? How can they feel energy when they never felt it before? So,
1: yeah, and I tell people... um, I have, like, a. a, I went through the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm going backwards and teaching people what I came through, which is is how it works. Mm -hmm. Anybody that does energy work or healing or any kind of alternative health Mm -hmm. says, well, I had to go through this issue. So now I'm going to show you the steps I took. Mm -hmm. So just a great thing to do is just to start listening to your intuition. Mm. It's like your heart will always guide you. And in order to connect with your intuition and what your heart's guidance is telling you, you have to start breathing and paying attention to the feelings and sensations in your body.
0: Wonderful. I really love that way you express it. You have to uh, listen to your intuition. And some people feel it in their heart area. Some people, like myself, I feel it in my bellies. And I say, oh, yeah, I have that little feeling, that little voice in my stomach that tells me, "Mm, you go this way. and it is really powerful.
1: Yes, it is. It's is, It's really powerful. And I always, I always joke and say to somebody, your answers are always within you. You just have to listen. You just have to ask, go to a quiet place and listen for your own response. And I, I say to people, uh, if you don't know what you want, flip a coin. Mm. And they look at me and say, well, flip a coin. Well, because it's not the flipping of the coin. It's like you know when the coin is up in the air, which way you want the coin to land.
0: Well, that, that's a nice way to finish the first half of the show. And uh, uh, here on 97.5 F M Community Radio, please tune in after the commercial break for more with Beverly Stickley and energy. Okay, we can continue talk until... Jim is ready for the second half. Okay. Now you noticed. Yeah. You said in your notes you would like to do a clearing and downloads if time permits. How much time is required for that?
1: Um, probably five minutes just for me to connect with the energy, uh, to do a few clearings,
0: to do a few downloads, and then just to disconnect. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> yeah, just a second, though. You, you only have fifteen minutes for the other guy. I only have fifteen minutes left. Yeah, okay. so we have to start pretty soon. Okay. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Beverly Stickley about her way as to become a woman's empowerment coach and energy practitioner. Thanks, Beverly, for being back.
1: Oh, thank you for having me today.
0: No, it was very interesting to see how you evolved from being an emergency room nurse to becoming an energy practitioner. And certainly, uh, it is very important to be head-centered and have people that are, because when I have an accident and I'm hurt, I want a nice emergency nurse that knows what to do right away. Yes. I don't believe that the energy uh, alone will heal you then, but otherwise... I think the more chronic a disease, the more insidious and the more the thought patterns are off, the more the energy comes into play, isn't it?
1: Uh, yes, definitely. It's Everything takes uh, time, it takes practice. Um, every thought you think is actually, I tell people, just imagine every thought that you think going up on a billboard. Mm-hmm. Like as going that's the energy that you're vibrating that's the energy you're putting out. So, as with anything worth having, it takes practice to stay in a stay in a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. It takes getting up in the morning and saying, "I'm what what are your intentions? What three things do I want to do today?" Exactly. Like I want to connect with coworkers. I want to complete that project, um, you know, I, I want to look at next week's uh, lineup or project so, mm-hmm. and complete the template for that or finish off that project. So if you get up in the morning and you set a positive mindset <clears throat> like I'm going to have a great day and say these are the three things I want to do and then when you go into work and and say to people good morning and then somebody starts with uh, the drama Mm -hmm. it's it's up to you to kind of pull back away from that and say well is that part of my intentions for today Mm -hmm. and to stay in that positive mindset it's not that you, you don't connect with people you, you do have to work with people and you do have to connect with other people. But you get to choose if you want to go down, we call it a rabbit hole, if you want to go into that negativity and go into that spin. And the more you kind of step back and set your intentions, which will guide you, um, the more you stay um, choosing is the word because control is fear-based. Yeah. So you get to choose your thoughts and choose what you... Um, connect with that day so if somebody's in a downward spiral um and and being negative then you kind of want to step back and say no that's yeah. not going to help me today um i'm going to go forward and, and get what i need to get done and you can say to somebody you know i'm sorry that you're having that luck you know bad luck or i'm sorry that happened to you but if you don't need to get go beyond and stay there and, and get kind of dragged into that energy. Yes, yeah, some
0: because people, then, they really get something out of just complaining, complaining, complaining without really taking action in any way. Yes,
1: and we all are connected on an energy grid. So it's really important to be aware that your energy affects other people, but it also attracts into your life, like you're vibrating, so it also attracts into your life positive things. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like self care, Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting out for that walk, going, you know, if somebody calls you up and says, can you, can you look after, you know, my children or babysit or, um, you know, I have a flat tire or whatever comes towards you, you have to pick and choose where you give your time. And I find it best if you write on a calendar, like schedule yourself in for that walk in the evening. If you know, if you've had a busy day mm-hmm. um, and you want to get to your yoga class or you want to get for your walk and that same person, that same friend, Oh, I ran out of gas, I ran out of money. Well, I'll come for you after my yoga class. Like, or just say if someone invites you to go somewhere and you're really like not really wanting to go to that event, like you have something else planned. Um, you know, just say no, thank you. Yep. Learn to say no, thank you. And uh-huh. I know a lot of people have problems with that, but it's, it's your time and your responsibility is about your your choices and, and filling up your own cup first and foremost.
0: And I think that is very important, especially for women to hear, that we need to do self-care. We can't just say yes to everything that will destroy us, and we are saying no to ourselves. Yes. And we can't take care of other people, at least not for any longer time, if we're not taking care of ourselves.
1: That's exactly right. And it's it's the uh, example of the oxygen mass dropping in the plane. If you, if you don't put it on yourself first, you're going to pass out, and you're not going to be any good to your friend or your children or your partner.
0: Exactly. So that is a nice you, analogy.
1: Yeah. That's how important... Um, It is for you to get self-care and to look after yourself.
0: Hmm. And Um, I think it's not just the thoughts that we need. It's also the feelings behind the thoughts that actually make it work.
1: Yes, it definitely is. Um, Because some people
0: say even when they pray to God, which is similar to meditation, they say, oh, I want a house, I want this, I want that. But they really don't believe they're going to get it. They'll never get it.
1: That's right. Do you deserve it? That's where a lot of, um, self love, self respect, Mm -hmm. self worth, self deserving. So, do we really feel we deserve something? Do we really love ourselves enough to say no to the person that wants us to go to a class that we have no interest in? Creative, you know, it could be creative writing. We could be wanting to do our yoga. Mm-hmm. Or it could be it could be the opposite way around. Somebody wants to bring us to yoga, and and we want to get to our creative writing class. That's where you connect with um, what are you passionate about, because those are the things that fill your energy cup. Mm-hmm. And for it could be different for you. It could be different for me. It could be. Um, the creative, creative writing class for you could be the yoga for me. We need to say yes to the things that fill our cup and we, we can connect and know what energizes us because when we attend the class, it's not that we can't try it out. That's, that's what makes life so enjoyable is start experiencing new things to start meeting new people. When we go and volunteer or go to a new class, do we come away just vibrating? Like mm-hmm. are we, like that feeling you have when you're a child waking up on Christmas morning, it's like are we vibrating and, and having that energy of, oh my gosh, I love this, I love this.
0: The energy, yoga. the excitement, that yes. is the energy you want to feel in your everyday life. And if you lost that yes. you might need help to rediscover it.
1: Yes, yes. And that's part of what I do with people is mm-hmm. what is your, your talents? What is your passion? Those are the things that need to be rediscovered if you've lost that kind of excitement for life.
0: Yeah, that is so important. And I see many people that just live paycheck to paycheck day by day and just uh, move along and complain about everything that happens, watch the news all day and say, oh, my God, it makes me really feel bad. If it makes you feel bad, switch it off.
1: Yes, exactly. If something takes your energy away, then that's not your passion. Mm. Then say no. Whereas if something fills you with energy, and it, then that is your passion. So, it, again, it's pay attention to uh, the feelings in your body, whether it's your heart feeling or your stomach feeling. And if you're energized by something, that's what you need to connect with. Yes,
0: I, I completely agree. Now, how do we distinguish the false excitement, like when somebody is addicted to something, like video games even, and and, and is excited about killing all those slummies or whatever it is and in the video games that they kill? And, and how do they know that it's really not real?
1: Well, it's, it's a very... Um, addictions are about numbing your heart. Mm. So you have to look at... What, I guess the first priority is looking at, do you enjoy spending time in front of the TV, or if, it it can go back to when you are a child, but children are growing up very differently now. Yes. Um, We played outdoors all the time, so... We had a connection to
0: nature, nowadays it's often lost.
1: Yeah, so some some, uh, people are just going to have to go find it, they're not going to know what Mm. they're passionate about, so... Like any addiction, it could be um, – it's, it's basically try, start trying different things or try to be on your own without um, that TV or try to be on your own without um, the video game because an excess of exercise or video games or food or, or a drug,
0: anything in excess is numbing us. That is a wonderful thought. Everything in excess is numbing us and is, in the end, uh, an an undesirable influence. Would you agree?
1: Yes, because it's filling a void. So mm. we can stop and turn it off for five or ten minutes or thirty minutes, and 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 ask yourself, what is it I'm really looking for? What is that? What's the need that's trying to be filled here mm-hmm. by this, you know, excess TV or? It's, it's when you want to shift, you're going to say, hmm. um, there's something that is lacking and what is it I'm needing here? Is it human contact? Is it uh, finding something that energizes me? Um, I find
0: that's always an emptiness that they are trying to fill. And and that's exactly what you're saying. And that is a wonderful thought to uh, to bring us to the end of today's show. Always follow your passion and discover your passion if you don't know what to do. And uh, Beverly is certainly a person that can help you do that. And uh, I thank you very much for being on today's show. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, you're very welcome, Christy. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you very much, Beverly. And uh, I want to note everybody that uh, has any questions, thoughts, comments, or suggestions, or if you'd like to contact Beverly, my email here is christine at Beverly's website is www.divinehealingenergy.ca. And I'm always grateful for any feedback, and I want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis, and his lovely assistant, Hannah. Thank you. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run, non-profit radio station, and we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIO EFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.